0: A reminder, the first 30 minutes of this podcast are available on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, Google and many of the major platforms. The full podcast is available at www.patreon.com forward slash srbmedia srbmedia
1: Gabby. Good evening, TC, and welcome all to our weekly podcast, Terry Curran's The current View of the Oil of Hillsborough. Mr Terry Curran, steady I'm away, son, well, well, how are you? Not too bad, Gabby. Out of jail as well now, ain't you? <laughs> yeah, out of jail, how long for? I'm not quite sure. No, you'll probably be put in jail again rather no, soon. They
0: cannot put me in jail now because the truth's coming out.
1: Well, the truth always comes out eventually, Uh, The woke always will try and keep the uneducated and the clowns away from the truth. But it's it's like getting, we're always like, we don't know what's true and what isn't true. And, you know, the world is a very, very funny place. Strange things have been going on. What uh, what magic moments have you sourced for us, TC? This week there's been loads as usual. I
0: know, I know, I know. Uh, it's incredible, but we have to pick one because you know it, it's it's in our um, it's in our podcast that we do pick uh, a magic moment. But I'm going for uh, Rashford's. Yes, first goal but he begged him, and uh, he has to have Man United around, and it's it's, it's been. Two bad results him been one sense because they've been leading twice. Yeah, you yeah. know, but uh, they're on the way back, and, and he's another one I said would be elite manager. He's an elite. He is an elite manager, and he'll turn Man United round.
1: At the uh, top of the f- podcast, moments before I did mention about the woke, and before I go on to my magic moments. The, the most wokeness thing I've seen recently is a white card for fair play. I mean, football and the world is going crackers. I did say something about a carbon footprint today and I posted up, what a load of BS. If football (laughs) really wanted to have a carbon footprint, they would get rid of the Champions League, they would get rid of all these internationals, they'd bring back the home internationals, and they'd bring back the European Cup, but they tell us to cycle to our game, eat vegan food because we're saving the planet. Do they think we're all stupid?
0: Yeah, but what you forgot there is this. They can fly around in the private jet. Absolutely, right? Mm. Uh, they will have uh, bottles of champagne and wine and the beers and everything else what goes with it, uh, served by um, waitresses and yeah. waiters. Yeah? Mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they want us to eat bugs. Absolutely, it's incredible, isn't it? And by the way, the brain- people, people brainwashed with it. Some, some will think. It's- you know, it's not a bad idea. That's what we should be doing. Absolutely. But they will do what they want to do.
1: Of course they will. And this is what it is. I think what we should do when we open up the uh, the podcast, Terry Curran's current View, we should say it's not for the woke. And, and and it isn't because we say it as we see it. And I've got to say, a magic moment was again tonight. Foresters were speaking, at playing Manchester United, and uh, O City Ground, Mulligan Tyre. That is a magnificent moment. And I think that Forrest and Stevie Cooper really are fighting back. They're, they're producing results on the pitch. I'm hoping that they produce enough to stay up and then regroup and rebuild uh, for next season because Forrest is a credit to football.
0: I think, I think the atmosphere is now there. It's the best I've ever seen it. Yeah, when there was, I mean, a good, the great, not good, there was great atmosphere. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. the atmosphere at Forest now is it, it's it's incredible. It's buzzing. Yeah. But that's the Premier League for you because it's it's had all that publicity. It's been pushed pushed that much that everybody thinks you know, football only began with the Premier League. Like, you, like you've been saying since on this podcast.
1: Absolutely, and it is the League Cup, uh, not the Premier League tonight. It's Nottingham Forest versus Manchester United a former club of yours and a club that you almost went to. And the other tie in the semi-final was um, Newcastle United versus Southampton, a team that you almost again went to and a team that you got to the uh, to the final of the League Cup in 1979. So it's almost and I nearly, like and Terry I nearly, Curran. And I
0: nearly
1: signed for Manchester United. Well, but, this is what I'm saying. Yeah, you nearly signed for United. You almost signed for Newcastle because... Arthur, yeah, Arthur Cox phones you up after you'd already you, done you a deal. £150,000 signing on for. Yeah, absolutely. So it's almost like the Terry Curran League Cup semi-final, semifinal. isn't it? This uh, this, uh, this season of 2023. Scott Twine, his free kick for Burnley um, that oh. took all three points uh, in that game against West Bromwich Albion. Albion took an early lead, but as you've alluded to on many times uh, in our podcasts, uh, Vincent company, what a job he's done there with Burnley Football Club. Incredible, yeah. Incredible. And Scott Twine, a great signing that they they um acquired from MK Dons, but he's been injured a little bit, so it's been a stop and start time for Scott. But uh, great to see him on the pitch and produced a magical moment uh, the weekend against well last Friday against West Bromwich Albion. Incredible, it's incredible. I put a post
0: up this week and I told you last week yeah, because did. I, only got, I, only got, I only got back on Monday about if I was Everton now, if yep. I was owner of Everton, or I, they asked for my advice, it would be get Vincent company now before it's too late.
1: I did her going to work this morning on TalkSport and Evertonian Saying exactly the same thing. He, I, must have
0: read my, he must have read my
1: post. He probably in the did too, and, uh,
0: and on my wall itself.
1: Absolutely, but but what I do and what I did here as well, um, was Everton need Sean Dyche, and I'm thinking, oh no, no no no, they don't need Sean Dyche. They need a Vincent Company. They need a Steve Cooper. They need a Marco Silva. They need a Graham Potter. Marco Silva was there. I know he was. It didn't quite happen at the time, and I don't know why, but what a job he's doing with Fulham. There are lots of good managers about that are playing good football. For me, Sean Dyche never has been the fit, never will be the fit. I've always liked Burnley uh, from in the 70s. Oh, blimey, Rashford just scored the first goal. He is really on fire. I don't know what's happened with the turnaround with him. Alan Hudson said a listen number of years ago, forget about all your stuff that you're doing, concentrate on being a footballer. Listen. Perhaps he listened to my life, my music.
0: I get that. I get that. But listen, a manager's job is to get the best out of his players.
1: Correct.
0: Your manager, he looks a different player because I wrote out, this kid's going to be a star. Yeah. Right? And you, you can say, well, what's happening off the pitch? I get that. Yeah. Because I've seen myself with people. Right? But players don't, and it, it, it doesn't make a difference where you are. They don't enjoy going in. If they're not enjoying training. and yep. They're not getting results. Yeah. And everything was going against it. And then the media started to, you know, make out that it's this, it's that, it's over it starts with the manager having belief in you as a player. Like I said about Moyes last week. Yep. Signs um, Ings, what's not been a game on a regular basis, and I'm yep. not blaming that neither because I said that, I, I mentioned what uh, what I thought about that last week.
1: Mm.
0: And that Alves went to Manchester City and he turns Alves down before you know before Manchester City, and then he signs Ings. Yep. Yeah. What, you see the, the managers in this country have got to learn, right? Is not to dislike players. Yeah, Cloughy, right? He said to one or two players, "I don't like you, young man." He said it to Martin. No, everybody thinks him a Martin. No, they got better later on in life, mm. right? But Martin he, he used to bug it because you, you know, he always thought that he he, he was. Uh, Good enough to beat teams, and by the way, I mean, he was because he was a good player, yeah. But he wanted to play midfield. And I, I remember I listened to Martin the other week when he turned around and said, um, everybody thought, No, I was there when he, when, when he pulled us all in. And Martin asked that question about uh, why they ain't uh, first, why am I on bench? Is it because I haven't got a third team? <laughs> and it's you nice know, too, You might, know, you know, yeah. I, I. I I lost my rag with, with McManamey when the quarter-final of the League uh, Cup with West Brom, you know, it, it was it went into injury time, I was bursting for a wee, mm. right? People always look at, you know, is that, no, I've, I've never been a trouble-causer. I, I express my opinions, but not like people think I do.
1: Yeah.
0: And I, I needed a wee, and went on pitch, and I've my hand up, and they were trying to take the piss as though my, my input meant nothing. Yeah. And then he eventually turned around and said to me, what do you want? I said, I need to go to the toilet. I could have just run off the pitch. You know, but I have respect for people. Mm -hmm. You know, the manager's job is to get the balance of the team right. Kick the right team. Put on right coaching sessions. Not drills. Right? You're putting drills on for players. What's technically brilliant? Yeah. Right? Mm. What you what then they've got to do is get the best out of the players. Right? There's some players do need the arm round them and there's yeah. some you can give a to into, mm.
1: Right?
0: It's getting all that right to become an elite manager.
1: Well he looks as though he's doing the right things and he's certainly getting a performance out of an a tune out of Marcus Rashford. And Incredible. if England if England were playing tomorrow He would be the first name on the team sheet. That's how much Marcus Rashford has improved. Because before the World Cup, you know there there would have been a number of people that wouldn't have even took him and put him on the plane. But but now he is absolutely on fire. Harry Kane, another player on fire. Two hundred and sixty sixth goal for Tottenham Hotspur. Well done. Harry Kane, and he's equalled Jimmy Greaves' his record of 266 goals for Tottenham Hotspur. Not, it's, incre- not, it's, incre- not, it's not it's strictly incorrect. true. Not strictly true, T. Sorry? It's not strictly true. Go on. Jimmy Greaves scored 268 goals for, um, for Tottenham Hotspur. That I knew... But I didn't know where the missing two goals come from until I was listening to Martin Samuels talk on Talk Sport. I think it was Monday morning when I was going to work. And he explained that when Tottenham beat Ipswich 5-1 in the charity shield, Jimmy scored two goals. One in the first half, I think on the 37th minute, and the second on, I think, 58 minutes in the second half. But Tottenham don't class that as a goal. If he'd have played for Liverpool, Liverpool class the Charity Shield goals as goals. But Tottenham don't. So, had Tottenham counted them two goals, he would have scored 268 goals. So, Harry Kane hasn't actually equalled Jimmy Greaves' haul of 268 goals for Tottenham. He's still two behind him. And in the league, I think he scored 199, Harry, now. But Jimmy scored 220 league goals. And he also scored 124 goals before that for Chelsea. And he scored 13 goals after for West Ham, giving a grand total of 357 league goals. But in total, Jimmy scored... 442 goals in 602 games in his professional career. You
0: see, what I will say about all this, and I'm in agreeance with you 100% on all all this, football didn't start in 1992. No. Uh, What I will say for Harry Kane, his goal record is incredible.
1: Absolutely. Because
0: he went on long to about four or five clubs and not many of them picked him. Yeah. Even though he even Harry Bednap turned around and said I he didn't think he was gonna be a player. Yeah. Right? But when you look at Harry Kane, it does come this way a lot towards yeah. his own goal. Yeah, he does. Right? Mm. Whereas whereas is um whereas Jimmy Greaves always went that way. Yeah. Right. Uh, and Tom was telling me, we'll listen to somebody uh, talking about uh, Jimmy Greaves on the on the, uh, talk sport. He never blasted a, uh, a goal. He no, knows, place in place. Tap, play, pass in place, mm. or go round the goalkeeper. Yeah. So, you know as well as I do, today's modern-day football and today's modern-day um, media always make out that football were better today than it was at any other point uh, in football
1: it's that time of the year your vacation is coming up you can already hear the beach waves feel the warm breeze relax and think about work you really really want it all to work out while you're away monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com.
0: Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds.
1: Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me.
0: Get your personalised plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And that's not the case. But, but, but you know, because, I mean, no one can ever, ever prove it, could they? really?
1: No, because, you know, football back then was football back then, and football now is, is football now. It's the same game. We've still got 22 players, 11 on each side, trying to beat each other and the goals are still the same. The pitches are better these days. Uh, You don't get kicked from pillar to post these days. The equipment is much better these days. So I think if you put the, the former player on the modern pitches with all the... Attributes and assistances that the modern player has got with diet, with training, etc., etc. I think that all of those greats of yesteryear would be able to play today, but I'm not convinced most of the players today would be able to play yesteryear.
0: Well, again, you know, it's a it's a a good honest answer that because. Half of them not want to get out and play in cold weather, uh, near mine. anything else, because it was a lot colder in our days. It was icy pictures, there was snow. Yeah. The so pictures were, were poor to play on. And the training was a lot different to what it is today. Oh, 100%. So I'm agreeing with everything what you just said
1: there. 100%. And I'd also like to give a mention... To Bruno's, Bruno Gamarez His performance Last night For Newcastle I watched him I think he's A tremendous Reader of the game And a passer Of the ball I don't know If you've That's seen the thing Bruno I keep much...
0: Telling everybody into oh,
1: Great player he is Great player
0: You know I've told you all Balance Understanding of the game
1: mm.
0: When and where to be When and where to make a run Er uh, Great decision making, quality of your pass, quality of your crossing, and quality and support in supporting whatever the ball is, with the man in possession or out of possession.
1: Absolutely. I also want to give a mention to an artist, a local artist from from where I am here in, in Birmingham, um, Louise Cobold Art. She's done an unbelievable amount of paintings of of Wolverhampton Wanderers players in particular. And if you go on to her site, her website, which is sportspersonalities.org to, I think it's the 7th of February when it changes. And I'll talk about that in, in a short while. There are some phenomenal pictures Ruben Neves, do you remember when Villa were 2-0 up and coasting last season against Wolves, and Wolves scored uh, a couple of late goals and then pretty much got a free kick with the last kick of the game. Neves had a free kick, I think it was deflected, and Wolves ended up running out 3-2 winners 3-2 at manager. Villa Parker and she's in, captured that moment of, uh, of Neves uh, you know, with his, his two, I can't remember the two teammates that's in the picture, but in the background, Adama Traore and uh, Tyrone Ming's her attention to detail, she's even got the mud on Ruben Neves' knee and talks about it in in her post. So, so guys, check out this local artist, uh, Louise Cobbold Art, and then after, in uh, early February, it's going to go to louisecobbold.com. And she draws lots of I think she's gonna be drawing lots of other football players, not just wolves. I think this project is coming to an end. But you can go on there and you can have a look. And she does other drawings. And I've looked at these drawings, Key, these these paintings. And I've said to, to people, I've said to Tom, have a look at that son. He said it's a photo. I said, that's no, not, it's her drawings, it's her paintings they are absolutely phenomenal and i think artists like with footballers where we've <laughs> just been talking about footballers at the top of the at the top of the what tray, charge for geez, those things i'm not sure but again if you go onto the website and i'll give it again i'll give you two sportspersonalities.org and louisecobbold.com. And you can look at her work. She's got a Facebook page. She's got a Twitter page. She's very prominent on social media. So check them out and you will be absolutely astounded by this young lady's talent with a brush. It is phenomenal. Brilliant. Because
0: I wouldn't mind, uh, no doubt she'll have one, Uh, one of my idols, George Best. So... I, I won't mind. We'll
1: have a look at that uh, website. Well, I, I am in contact with her. I, I did say, have you got five minutes for a quick chat? Because I do want to partner up with Louise. And, you know, it, it, we're also looking to partner up with uh, the Lou Macari Centre. Uh, Ted, who's uh, one of Alan Hudson's uh, friends and a Facebook... Well, you know Ted. Stoke Ted, don't you? Cockney Ted. Yes. And, yeah. um, I mean, Ted... Has to be, in my opinion, the supporter of the year. And not just this year, but every year. He follows Stoke everywhere. There's nothing that Ted doesn't know about Stoke City. And he spent the night last night, he was at the Macari Centre with Lou. And he's going to have a chat with Lou uh, either tomorrow uh, and Friday. And uh, I'm going to then, because I want to do a couple of podcasts with Lou. One, to promote the Lou Macari Centre because you brought this up to on a podcast a couple of weeks ago with Lou Macari's work for the homeless and the amount of people. How
0: we didn't get, how we didn't I know, get
1: exactly. I know.
0: Uh, MBE for that or OBE, whatever you know what I mean? It's yeah. Incredible.
1: But, but so many people say that on social media. How does Lou Macari not get an MBE for his work? I know the Stoke Sentinel, great paper there in Stoke-on-Trent. They do a number of articles with they have done and still do. And they've done recently a, 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 a feature on the Macari Centre with Lou Macari. And uh, again, I would like to talk to him about that, make a podcast and do Legends of the 70s because although Lou... He's doing great, great work for the homeless. What a great player he was, wasn't he, Louis Macari? Gone to him, you know, when Liverpool
0: were at the beach.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And he was in a great reserve team at at uh, Celtic with with, with Kenny Dalglish as well, wasn't he? Yeah, as a kid, yes. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, Lou Macari. Yeah. I mean, what a player and what a job he's doing now he off it, the field. A- it, man, absolutely. So with Louise and and Lou. Well, both Lou's, aren't they? We, there must be something in the name Lou. We'd like to partner up and help these people and uh, and and give them shout outs because you know it's all about linking, it's all about networking, it's all about helping and sharing yeah. is caring and uh, doing what we can. A partner that we have, uh, Book Corner an Association with MyFootballBooks.com, too. Uh, Andy from MyFootballBooks.com, always sends us a book, and his recommendation this week is 61, The Spurs Double by Adam Powley and Martin Cloak. <clears throat> Looks like a great book. Of course, Tottenham, the first team of the century, to uh, to win the double in 1961. Incredible, because they all talk about that team, but what a great footballing team it was. And what a lot of people also, because they were a great team, but don't realise is Jimmy Greaves wasn't a member of the double-winning side. I mean, one of the main players back then were
0: Cliff Jones.
1: Absolutely, yeah.
0: Well they all spoke about what a wing of he was, do yeah. you
1: know what I mean yeah, yeah. Bobby Smith. But I mean that again did...
0: when you when you think about it to do a double and like when I got to round about 67, 68, when he got round about six, seven, I remember more of the great teams then. You yeah, remember yeah. Liverpool sixty five? Yes, yes and League sixty five, especially FA Cup. Um and they went on to have uh, decades of success, isn't it? Yeah, they At did. At least a decade of success. Well, yeah. Tottenham won the double and then fell by the wayside. Forrest and, you know, won one, by, by the way. All the other teams and you think, well, once you've won a double like that, you should be able to pull in the best players.
1: Absolutely. Forrest have just equalised, by the way. Great run by Morgan Gibbs-White. Puts it over to Sam Surridge and he's just stuck it in the onion bag. I don't know if you've, you, you, you... you Are you in your bedroom watching the no, game?
0: I'm, no, I'm I'm. I'm uh,
1: Jock's in bedroom and Jock, Tom's there uh, watching and, um, I'll, see, I'll see if he's coming to it Jock and all the uh... if, no. if uh, actually I'm not sure if VAR is yeah they have got VAR and it's going to be ruled out because he was off okay. yeah he just made his run a little bit too early it's going to be ruled off Um. Yeah, it says goal check impossible offside, but but he is, he is offside, to be fair. But but there you go. So I mean, teachers, so I
0: can't see so have to, you have
1: to keep me up. up yeah, it's definitely it's definitely offside too. As soon as I look, yeah. you know, I mean, what what amazes me with this VAR and there's nothing wrong with VAR. Let's keep VAR, but can we sack all the referees because they haven't got a clue how to use it when they look at clear and obvious and it takes twenty. 20 times that they look at the same uh, freeze frame and pictures. It takes
0: two or three minutes to give a
1: decision. How can that be clear and obvious? They're re-refereeing the game. It's not what it's meant to be. It's meant to assist the referee by video, not to re-referee by video. But there you go. Spurs, double, 61, Adam Paley. And Adam was the fella that helped um, Steve Perryman put his... um, his autobiography together as well. My uh, Was it My Lily White uh, Life by uh, Forever a Spur? Steve Perryman, a work of art, not just a book, a work of art. And two books that I really want to give a mention to before we move on from Tottenham, because we did mention Harry Kane and Jimmy Greaves. <coughs> um, Natural, the Jimmy Greaves story by David Tossel, uh, forward by Sir Jeff Hurst. And another book, the one and only Jimmy Greaves' authorised biography by the man that knew him best, Norman Giller, and introduced by Irene Greaves, his wife. Norman Giller, are you familiar with Norman? I think he wrote about no. 20, game, uh, 20 games, 20 books with uh, with Jimmy. He's um, a journalist of, of many years. Obviously, now retired, he's in his 80s, but he used he's to be made, called uh, Giller the Filler when he worked with Jimmy on uh, one of the papers.
0: Yeah, you see, don't forget, um, we get a different version of here. I know yeah, when I do. was down Southampton, you would get the southern version of the paper,
1: you know.
0: The headlines would be Liverpool, Man United, leads, all that type of yeah. stuff this way, wouldn't
1: it? Yes, it would, yeah. You yeah.
0: know, um, and then down south, I don't know with a Birmingham come, come, come that uh, headlines was with a southern uh, batch of the newspapers. It, it, it vaguely, back in the air, the name does ring a bell, but yeah. it's not <laughs> screaming out at me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Mr Tottenham Hotspur, Norman Giller, uh, absolute legend of the Penners. Jimmy was a legend. Of the pitch, and uh, two books here Magical uh, A Life in Football, the autobiography of Paul Fletcher, MBE. Paul's got an MBE uh, with Dave Thomas, uh, not Dave Thomas the winger, but Dave Thomas, uh, a writer, uh, a very esteemed writer of, of Burnley Football Club books. Um, and a great picture of Paul, not in his playing days, but. Uh, fully suited and booted because when Paul finished playing football, he went on to design football grounds and the other book in our, uh, our trilogy, because we always focus on three books too, is um, a novel that he wrote. We have spoken about it before and it's Saturday, bloody Saturday, a game more serious than life and or death. And it's a, uh, it's a story of a, it was a coach driver but the 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 story that that Paul was told many years ago was about a referee who stayed in a hotel in London and it cut a key out and then when he refereed in London he went back to the hotel uh, that room and rifled the room because he was a, a kleptomaniac and it also involves uh, the IRA when they were bombing. And he it, it, it talks about the great Leeds United team. So it's very much a book of football in the 70s. How the dressing room, the dynamics of the dressing room, there was always an Englishman, Irishman, a Scotsman, and a a Welsh player, or a couple of each, and there was always a dresser, there was a comedian, there was a ladies' man, there was a gambler, there was a drinker. You had all these characters in the 70s, didn't you? So he's encapsulated all of that in a fantastic book, and Alistair Campbell has put his name to the book, because, as Paul said, he didn't want to get in trouble with the IRA, Well, you wouldn't, but um, you can relate to that because whatever dressing room that you went to in the 70s... And
0: and you can listen to the rest of this podcast on www.patreon.com forward slash srbmedia. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable.